So all yeah. good with you. Any crack? Ah, just trying to trying to keep doing the music thing, you know. You yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. What part? What's I, the part of America are you in? I'm in just outside Detroit in Michigan. Oh, class. Yeah. So wow. Ow. You know, it's it's it, it it's cool. It's fun. Um, there's a nice Irish community here, which is not you know, which is good. That's uh, make me feel at home. And went to the um, the Motown Museum and all that type of thing. You know, that's fun and all that type of stuff. You know, but uh, to be fair though, I could be getting out in town a bit more, more music. You know what I mean? It's kind of just ticking along with my own buzz most yeah. of the time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you been there for? Uh. 2019 we moved over my wife's american oh well that kind of helps yeah yeah well she was in ireland over 20 years or so you know so she's irish as well but um then we just around 2019 we just decided sure why don't we see what america has for us you know in terms of her spending time with her family uh, which was which has been great and me getting into Maybe some of the, the Irish festivals which we'd heard of, which uh, yeah, which have been great fun as well and good, you know, kind of gave me a, a a bit of a spring in me step again with the music, you know that kind of way. So yeah, man. Do you, do you think it's kind of um, do you think our Irish music in Ireland isn't kind of promoted as much as it should be? Well, the problem is, I think we just there's more musicians than there is interest from. From yeah. regular folks, like you know what I mean. There, the people in Ireland are uh, punters in Ireland are um, are spoiled, like you know. Yeah. They can just wander into any bar and hear a great singer sing, like you know, or player, you know. Any open mic to be, well, you know, you have to listen to a few in the open mic, but still, you know what I mean. <laughs> there's there's good talent there, and all them people are developing. We were yeah. all there, like that was that's why we got to where we are, is because. And I hope they're still in Ireland now. I mean, they were when I when I was around. Anyway, I I don't I don't think the 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 open mics would be going anywhere. I presume there's still ones there, you know. So yeah, not not where I am. I mean, there's like the where are you? I'm in Enniscrown. Oh, you're in Enniscrown. Yeah, okay. tiny okay. tininess. <laughs> you and the mermaids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the sand dunes. Yeah. I like the old quiet, I have to say. You know, I live I did the old live in Dublin and stuff like that, but just no, yeah. I, I can't hack that. Like I and to be honest, I don't think I could even afford to live there now because it's mad. Like it's just Well that's there's another reason why we ended up we were in the city centre for a while after um two thousand and eight, everything went and yeah. um Found a place on Adelaide Road, right by Leeson Street, and we were there for five years. My wife Amory was working in ta- in town, and I was doing gigs around, you know. And right, it was great, but just the right was on the wall. Then the rent was there was only one way it was going, you know. And uh, then we went to Leak Slip for a while. Uh, we were there for five years as Ooh. well, uh, and that was that was nice as well. And mm. then we just had the idea: why don't we try try America? So that's 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 what there's, happened. Yeah. There's a lot of people moving. Like I'm like I the last few months I've been like, man, I gotta. I was looking at like Austin, Texas, because I'm like, man, I gotta move out of here because I thought it'd be oh. cool. Like just kind of music kind of stuff. So like, yeah, there's a great. Kinda... Art, there's just saw a band in um, Milwaukee from there. Oh, cool! Um, an Irish band. They're called Ula. I guess. Oh, right. Apples. I didn't get okay. the chat to them. I saw them on stage. They're very good. Very good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's just there seems to be kind of just. Uh, Ireland's opportunity-wise, I just don't think there's much 
Like even if you look at the aspect of radio, the amount of Irish bands that actually can play at Irish radio is ridiculously low compared to, we say, Europe and stuff like that. So even on those kind of things, it there doesn't seem to be, they're not pushed as much as like artists outside Ireland. I find, and that that that's just a problem. That's true. Um, yeah, that is true with the radio and all. I mean, people, my wife Amory listens to uh, RTE Gold, you know. Uh, for all the the old stuff while she's working, you know, and, okay, uh, she she loves it, like you know. But there's, you know, there's probably less than ten percent of what's on there is Irish. But you know, it's that's are these countdowns? They have countdowns on on like Easter on special days or whatever, and it's like the top yeah. Ireland's favorite. And it was just like, where was the chieftains? Where was you know? Yeah. Where was where was anything? Like it's just you're kind of going, what you two weren't in it? It's like what's going on? Yeah, you know. So there's kind of a yeah, I guess over here, though, it becomes a lot more focused. Even for me, I was like, I was a singer songwriter in Ireland and sure mm. everyone would sing it. Uh, you know, I used to play in Temple Bar, so I had a load of folk songs as well. And I sure I loved Christy Moore and everything. So there was always that part of me, but there was a songwriter part as well. But over here, up till now, it's been more I made like I made an album last year of pretty much like a folk album, you know, yeah. with one of my own songs on it and the rest were all, you know, songs that I knew people. It was a biz it was a business decision, but it was also an opportunity you. to do that and mm. to be the folk musician, so I'm enjoying that part as well instead of, you know, in one way being the struggling songwriter just writing all your songs and every song is a new sell. It's like, "Oh, Caledonia, I love that song." It's like <laughs> Another CD sold. Great. You know, <laughs> what, what's so. the crowd reaction like? Because I know in, in America, most people seem to be like, you know, there's there's like a, I don't know, the hunger, the right word, but there is kind of an appetite for, for Irish music over there. It seems to be treated, you know, I wouldn't say better, but, you know, it's yeah. more appreciated, I think. I think there's different, there's different niches, there's different uh, venues for things, you know. Okay. Like, okay. Um, so there's kind of friends of ours now, great friends of ours in, are in a place called the AOH, the Ancient Order of Hibernians, and they're a Catholic. Okay. I know it sounds wow. mad, but they're just, there's <laughs> no, there's not, you know, like the way a GAA club is at home, you know? Yeah. He, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a community center for, uh, that, that was for Irish folks over here. Uh, you know, and going down the years, and it was mainly the men's one, and then there's the ladies, the LAOH as well. Okay. And so they've got the, it's just the way they've been. Now, there's not as many young folks in there. These are kind of older things that are kind of waning a bit, unfortunately. Right. But um, so they they have their ideas of what Irish music is. So you know, being a songwriter and coming into that, you're you're rubbing up again, you know, but even being a songwriter in Temple Bar and playing songs, you're just trying to get some of your own songs in, but you have to keep the audience happy as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there is that. There's yeah. that. So it's a similar thing there. But there are some other venues like you'd have bands like Tata coming over. I've done a few shows with them. And in those type of audiences that turn out there, they would be open to like very traditional stuff in, in the Irish language or, you know, all that kind of thing. So, okay. but again, yeah, you have to. It's the, you, you, like I have a whole album in the Irish language, this one here, but it's rarely I get to play all of that. Like, okay. 
uh, because, or, you know, I only throw in a few because they don't speak Irish. Even in Ireland, people would be like, what are you doing singing in Irish to me for an hour? Like, you know, there was, so, yeah, so that's, so I, it's give and take with any audience, I think. You're trying to entertain them and then you're trying to ent entertain yourself. So that's kind of what I, just trying to find that balance, I guess, is what I've been doing here. And yeah. it's, it's different here than it is in Ireland, I think, you know, because um, automatically I'm an Irish folk singer over here, whereas in Ireland... You. We're all Irish, you know, so yeah, yeah. So that doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it all out, you know. But you know. yeah, yeah. We, so were you when you were busking in Ireland, were you busking on on in Temple Bar and Grafton Street, or were you going from different places to different places? Or was there one set place where you were the whole time? Mainly Grafton Street, we would be on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grafton Street. We we were in Temple Bar in the square there a few times, but um, it was uh, and it was me. It was the band I was in called the Mongrels. Okay. There's three of us, um, and uh, I don't know. Do you remember a band called the Hot Sprockets? Yeah, no? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was actually I have a recording of this. I was recording us playing on Grafton Street. Oh wow! And the Hot Sprockets came up. Tim from the Hot Sprockets was like, uh, uh, "We we met on the street there," and he was like, "End of the road for you, pal." And then that became my name, End of the Road, for like <laughs> within knocking stock and all, because not. Did, oh did you hear yeah, knock and, knock and stock. Yeah, I remember that place. That yeah, was, so that's still going. Way, is that still going? I don't right? think so. Uh, yeah. The way it began was the Mongrels. We had a gig in Ballynockin, and I turned to Peter Kyo and I said, "There's three of us: the P Peter Kyo, Dave Griffin, and myself." I turned around to Peter and I said, "Do you know it would be great if there was a festival here?" <laughs> and then he and Griffo went and made it happen, along oh. with a load of other amazing there was a there was a a gathering of a lot of people from around that time wow made it happen That's uh, so i kind of i was asked oh, do you want uh, like i kind of drew a line with oh no i have so much to do as being a musician <laughs> that you know yeah so I, I can't take uh can't take credit for it, it happening but i i had the i pretty much had the idea so Oh, but uh, cool. ideas are 10 a penny so people have to go and make it happen you know so but exactly. that's where all that came from um so yeah we were the mongrels we were uh busking on grafton street um and yeah it was great actually we were there one day when uh, glenn hansard came up and said would you mind stopping playing for an hour we're okay shoot, we're shooting uh, a scene from a, a movie here it was yeah oh, no it was, way it was the one at the top of grafton street where somebody robs the money out of the case Jesus, or whatever yeah that's crazy it was it was it was good yeah that's so that's mad. when we were there that gives it a time you know so um my mate is their drummer is the frames drummer johnny boyle right. yeah what's his name johnny boyle johnny boyle okay yeah he left it and then i think what Brezzy or Brendan, whatever the fuck's name was, he came in and then he kind of came back when they did all those gigs last year in Kilmainage and all those kind of places. So, yeah. Ah, yeah. cool. Right. right, yeah. right. Yeah. I know I should have went. I didn't go to the gig, but I should probably should have went. You <laughs> don't fuck your arse and get down there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mess I was like, it was funny because they, they were playing the big top in, in Galway and I went to the Flame and Lips and I messaged Johnny. He's like, Are you playing here tomorrow night? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Oh, Fuck! If I knew that, I would have, oh. I would have, I would have stayed. But you're just getting accommodation in Ireland's a fucking disaster now. So it's just. I hear it's even worse. I was oh, hoping it'd be all fixed by now, but uh, no, no, it's just it's oh. brutal. Like there was a jazz fest in Sligo that me and my mate to go to every year, and just we couldn't even get a place to stay. It was like I go away, you know. So right, you, you can right. kind of see why people are like, oh, I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here because it's just like, which sucks because you know I love Ireland. I love it 
I always thought I'd live here for the rest of my life, but I think just kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just going through that kind of period and stuff like that, you know, so it's just wow. one of those. It's just There's one nowhere of those. to live. That's, that's, that's it. But like, <clears throat> it's only being over here. I remember seeing something about like, you know, if, if the famine hadn't happened, how many people would be living in, in Ireland and how much more we, how much more gross product, whatever that yeah. term is for a load of money that the, the country makes or whatever. Um, that we'd be making it all. And it's it's like astronomical. There should be like 25 million people or something on Ireland. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd so apo- does, I'd how, apologize. How, can, how can we just, how can we not deal with whatever it is, five or six that, that is there? Like, Well, I, I think I had a politician on my podcast and he, from, from Fianna Fáil, and he was saying about, you know, sure Ireland had this many during the famine or pre-famine. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But we didn't have hospitals and schools and houses. You know, you can't, it wasn't the same if you have 25 million people here, they got to get healthcare. It's not like so the same yeah. as, so I, I, I don't, I don't think we, we can't even have nearly 5 million in the country at this stage and look after them. So having yeah. 25 or 10 million or whatever it was, it'd be just a disaster. It's just, it's just policies, isn't it? That's fucked up Ireland, like government yeah, policies. Yeah, well, no, it's a good question as to what way would things be better? Uh, It'd be interesting. Get our acts together more. We would have had more people to do, or would it just be even worse? <laughs> it's kind. Of, that's a. Hard, it's a hard one to call. But it is. That, but also on that front, that just shows you how many people are, how many people over here in America and in, in Australia, especially, call themselves Irish and are Irish. Like you know, in their, you know, that's the way they are. Whereas if when I lived in Ireland, and I was like, well. You're Irish if you were born in Ireland. That's end of story. Like you know what I mean. But that's that that idea of what Irish is has totally become larger to me in a real yeah. sense, not just in a oh yeah yeah you're you know no it's because people feel like that's the, the, whereas in Ireland we we've kind of just we we kind of poo poo all that you know it's kind of yeah I think um, I think we've kind of lost our culture a bit. I think there's that kind of erosion of our own culture, kind of like. Like with regards to even the language, you know, I'm learning Irish now, which is sad. Like I'm actually learning Irish. Oh, I'm from Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not going yeah. too great. But I mean, you know, when they teach it in school and they teach it so like they just teach it badly, I think. And it doesn't make anyone want to learn it. You know what well, I mean? It's just, I think it's the context of, you know, what did you have? Like a half hour of it a day for 14 yeah, years or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But like if you take, I always think if you take that time and if you just put that into a month of intense every now and then or something you would have you would have got it like you know what i mean yeah. it's it's the it's the way the time is being used to teach to teach it you know um so yeah were and you, it's tricky yeah were you fluent like from school or were you fluent how did you get fluent yeah in school so at home it was wow. like uh you know back in tala i'm from tala and so like you know if you're out playing on the streets or at home it was all English, but then in school it was all Irish. So really, so I I went to Bun School and Mian School, Osgoelga. So um, so yeah, so learned it since I was three. Nina and Mora or Nina and Wow, dude, that's (laughs) yeah. So you just look lucky that 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 was you know that we were sent there, whatever you know. So it was um, yeah. So I always go like I I have good Irish, but it's not Mm. it's not the same as if. I was living twenty four seven with it, like folks in the from the Gwaltok or whatever, you know. So it's an it's an in, it's interesting, slight variation, you know, it's like difference there. But but like I, you know, there was no way I wasn't going to get an A one in Irish for leaving, like 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was that was gone. Like because I probably could have got an A one in Irish for the leave and do when I was doing my junior cert. Like wow. you know, because the 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 level that they that they uh, mark the leave insert that once you know the language is pretty low. Like it's nowhere near the same as English. English is like. I don't know. You have to yeah. have some magical key or something to be able to. <laughs> I never got English. How did you do with English? I did grand in English. English was fine. Oh, no, was shite I, in Irish. I couldn't do. I don't know. English was was terrible. I was like, you're too you good at Irish. There you go. It was like <laughs> to balance everything out. <laughs> I'd sucks though, because like when you you know try and tell someone who's seventeen and eighteen like oh to do Irish or like ah way I'm not fucking because there's kind of no incentive to do it for younger people. There's no like we kind of especially when I was younger you look at it that way ah sure we don't even speak it sure I don't need it which is such a stupid way to look at things. But when you're young you're stupid anyways. I mean I'm stupid now, but you know well, that's you're what more the English stupid. wanted us to believe. Exactly. That's what happens. <laughs> it worked. They, it worked. It did work. It did work. Yeah. yeah. And similar things happen. You see, start seeing the same ideas happening over here with uh, in the, the indigenous folks in Canada or or here the native Native Americans. Oh, or really? That it was it was uh, perhaps. Uh, English, perhaps Irish folks as well, going over doing this, you know, retraining people to get on better in the world, you know, and but really taking them away from their own culture, like taking yeah. the culture from them, yeah. you know, exactly. Um, and it was just like, oh, anyway, that's that's just shocking stuff that 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 happened. But um, very similar thing happened in Ireland, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's. Do, uh, do you like? Uh, do you prefer? Uh, do you prefer singing in English or in Irish? Um, do I prefer it? It's just different. It's a, like that. It's a different part of my brain. I like to go. It's like, like I like to go to both places. Yeah, I'd be more fluent in English. I'm yeah. sure. You know what I mean. But um, I can access different things in Irish than I would. And I can be a bit more naive or something, or a bit more just okay. simple. Um, and then maybe a bit more melodic because of that in Irish or so. You know, there's oh, kind of interesting. It's like a different palette of stuff you know i don't know you know so it's like anything the length of a word will change the melody slightly you know every every little thing inflection can kind of change a melody so there's that probably that thing to it if you're speaking in irish of way of different inflections in the words totally yeah 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 there's all that um but it's not it's not just that it's the it's the feeling of 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 the whole thing it's like a it's like a diff like if you were talking about painting or something it's like a whole different medium you know what I mean? Oh, okay. You're, you know, you're just working with different stuff, you know? Yeah. It's not, yeah. 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 So, and like, do you, do you know many people over there that are speaking Irish in the kind of circles of that you would be involved around music wise? Some people are, are learning bits, yeah, bits That's and cool. pieces. There's a friend, um, uh, Michael Gavin here, who's learning and he, I, I give him, give him tips here and there. <laughs> and, uh, there's a guy like the, Con, you know, Conor Naguelga, yeah. uh, the Gaelic League, they call it the Gaelic League over here. Um, they do they do lessons down in in Detroit there. Um, oh wow! And so I did. I went in to them when I came over first, and I sang, I sang a few of the songs for them in Irish, you know, that kind of way. So, Class. um, yeah. And then the Milwaukee. So I was in Milwaukee Irish Fest there. Was it last weekend or? Um, and uh, they've got a Gaeltacht tent there. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I That's had a gig cool. there the first year, just a normal English gig. And I went down and I met Karen who runs it and um, she was interested in having me back then to do full sets in the Irish language. Class. So 
Yeah, and she speak they speak fluent Irish, like, and they're all American, like. So there's a there's there's a you know, there's a there's a fair amount of people over here uh, that that can speak it. If you find the right pocket. It's yeah. like in Ireland, you could go about your business and never find anyone who speaks Irish, but if you get in with some folks, then you end up texting and you're texting in Irish and you're emailing in Irish and all, you know. So I've had that all 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 the time, you know. So how you know, twenty percent of the time, I'm texting or emailing in Irish or something. You know that kind of yeah, thing. that's yeah, class. Yeah. I always yeah. find when people yeah. move away, they almost become more. I wouldn't say patriotic, but they kind of appreciate. You know, they 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 appreciate like when you move, like you know, I've lived abroad, and yeah. then you kind of go, oh man, I miss that about Ireland. I miss this about Ireland. I think that can kind of maybe force people to kind of go, shit, man, I want to learn Irish or maybe get into more kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For well, for me, it's it's always been like with the music. It's kind of like, okay, what have I got? I've got Irish, and like it, it kind of being a songwriter and having Irish, kind of the writing was on the wall that I would end up writing an Irish album. Do you know <laughs> yeah, that kind of yeah. way? It's kind of like yeah, that's yeah. the way I look at it. Is like, okay, what have I done? What are my interests? And what's the context that I find myself in? What can I bring to the community here? You know, and by extension, maybe how how can I have a career? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that probably should be the first question. But yeah. anyway, uh, it's kind of so. Yeah, that's 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 the way I've kind of worked at it um, o- over the years, and it seems to seems to seems to be working out okay. You know, so um, yeah. Um, when, when you first moved, was it quite daunting to kind of the prospect of like shit, man? I got to go and do this because you kind you almost have to you for you have kind of you can force yourself to do it really more than anything because you're like, shit, I'm in the deep end now. I got to actually do something, which is actually yeah. good. It's actually good for you. Well, the first two years were annoying because the first year was li- literally twiddling my thumbs, right. um, learning the bower on, doing a few, a you class. know, because I couldn't actually, I couldn't actually work because I didn't have a green card. Oh, right, right. So um, I was waiting for the green cards to come through. Um and then as soon as the green card came through, COVID hit. Oh, no. Yeah. Shit, so man. when it went to actually earning money, it was pretty bad. Uh, but you had all these people like who had been who had tours canceled and it was just like such a negative thing. But for me, because I wasn't doing anything anyway, I started doing all the live stream. I used to I did live streaming in 2017. In fact, I did live streaming around 2010 or so I used to live stream. So old school, uh, hey? Yeah, like ages ago on a thing called Ustream or something. But 2017, I used to live stream again from home. Um, so I had everything ready to go for the live. So when I saw, oh, live streaming is kind of taken off again. Yeah. That was a lifeline for me and a link back to Ireland. And so every week, every Saturday, I used to, I would go live like many, many other uh, musicians, like, you know, hmm. so um. Yeah, since then I kind of fell off at them, which a lot of people have too. Yeah. But I I decided uh, a couple of months back that no, I have to make sure I do one every month because yeah. I, I think it's an important it's it's important for me. It's good. It makes sense and a lot of a lot of different angles, like you know. That um, I mean, I yeah. hate it as an actual uh app, TikTok, it's a piece of shit. But I mean, All to right. actually get promote yourself, un fucking believable, man. You could put like. <laughs> You could put up like a video of you just playing piano and like 700 people watch it. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. I, like I tried it there a while back and um and then eventually something happened and they, they cut me off. And I was like, no and I'd, I'd actually done a few adverts and stuff on it. And so I was like, oh, look, I don't know. Facebook is kind of where 
most of the folks over here are, are you know they're a bit older than me and they'd be also on facebook, facebook. i guess yeah you. facebook would be the main place even instagram i always kind of feel i have an instagram and that feels i know i did build that first in ireland but yeah. really there's not many folks in the irish music scene over here who would be on instagram so it really feels okay. like i'm talking to people back in ireland when i'm on instagram <laughs> you know what i mean and facebook yeah. is more over here that's kind of the way that's kind of the way it works for me which ones are you on then Oh, jeez, I'm on all of them, dude. I'm on, like, uh, uh, TikTok, what's the, Instagram, YouTube. That's probably all of them, is there? Facebook. There's probably some right. more I'm not fucking on, but I Rumble yeah. I do post because well, on YouTube takes things from Rumble and it just automatically puts them on Rumble. I mean, I don't even I don't even go on that thing, but I just seen that it was, like... You were just which, trying it, yeah. I think TikTok is probably, for view-wise, I think just... It's crazy, like I put a right, thing. Of, right. I think put a thing. We playing uh, Chopin the other day, just like twenty seconds, and like a thousand people watched it. And some guy asked me to play in his lighthouse in Iceland. So stuff like that is weird. You're like, what? That's pretty cool. Keep that's yeah. Keep, it's strange like that. So you're keep like, keep at that. If it's working for you, then put all your eggs in that. And go for it. Like, I think it's as well the hashtags you use. So it's that that stuff. You know, like certain okay. hashtags you actually use, right, okay. kind of, which is so far out of my. You know, as a musician like yourself, you just want to play music. This whole like social yeah. media stuff, like, oh, dude, I have to do this stuff. But I right. think, I think yeah. that's that's you kind of have to do it now. It's like you have to play the game a bit. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about it? Well, this morning I just spent. So I did my live stream, mm. and then I'm trying to do this thing where I take bits of that and maybe put them up. But you know, because I I think I have a hundred over 100 live streams now not that i'm going to wow. do this with them all but i think going mm. forward i might try to repurpose what i had you know I but like you. trying to do that this morning and then rendering it the wrong way and then putting it up through facebook and then it ends up tiny on the screen <laughs> okay well at least i didn't make 40 of them that way you know i was testing yeah. it i'm getting wiser you know but it still takes a lot like these ones are in irish so i had to spend time putting the the, the lyrics in Irish and the lyrics in English and you know because I well, want to like write them all out and everything and well I, I can do it I, I do it all through Reaper my recording software oh, Reaper's handy yeah 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 it just it just takes time that's you know we're we're we're, we're complaining because things take time but that's you know and then you know yeah I don't know what it is because I, I guess technically it's kind of like a gig you could do the gig with a guitar and a mic and you're done but I have a pedal board and everything to make it better and you know whereas the same here you could just go live and go hell yes sorry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'll sing you a song you know <laughs> but like no i have to have it going through my reaper into my obs blah 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 blah. and then so it's it's partly my own fault i guess but but uh it just takes takes a lot of, it just takes a lot of time to do these things you know you know yeah and, and then to stay consistent with them when you're off doing a gig then and you come back and you go, oh, right. There's so many hats that you have to be wearing that it's, it's, it, it is tricky. It's tricky stuff. You know? It's the consistency. I think that can be hard. It can be hard because sometimes yes. you're like, ah, I couldn't be arsed doing that. You know, like, it's like, if yeah. you're getting 50 million views a day, you're like, oh, dude, I'll do a video every day. You know, it's kind of, it, it depends on everything. You're like, oh, geez, can I be arsed? Well, I think this? it's good to get clear about why are we doing these things? We're not really clear about it. Half the time it's like, why we're just doing this to, you know, what, why? Like, you know, so I think <laughs> yeah. if, if, you know, getting clear about why you want to do it, if you want to, 
if it's about getting a, a lighthouse gig in uh, <laughs> Iceland, then I'd love to do that. It'd be great, guys. <laughs> then, then, then go for it. You know, that's great. That's your that's your goal. <laughs> that's always a weird thing. I always go like, why? You know, because if, if I can only speak for myself, but if I was doing money, if I was doing music for money, I would have quit a long, long time ago. So you kind of have to ask yourself, why? Why? You sometimes have that kind of thing, like, why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's easier ways of making money, definitely. Yeah, because you, know? you put uh, a lot like, into it. You know, you put like yeah, you're putting. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm listening to podcasts about marketing and everything, and just trying to figure out how to apply that to the music all the time. You know, which is yeah. always difficult. You know, do you find that like helps those podcasts you, to, to get it so, out of them, or do you think? Yeah, because otherwise, like for example, Instagram was a total. Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't understand Instagram at all until <laughs> until I went and had kind of a a guru kind of guy who's kind of just showing you how to do things and you go oh mm. right that's the difference or whatever you know or somebody who keeps up with that stuff so that you can just check in with them and you know that kind of way and 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 you know when you need it because that's the problem is staying staying up to date with all these different things yeah um, there's so many of them yeah but on top of all that really the real work is like it's a business how am i going out am i am i am i have i asked enough people today give me a gig you know no yeah. i haven't really you know yeah. and all this other stuff underneath is busy work you know and it's some of it's important because people need to get to know you if you go give a gig to somebody <laughs> who just doesn't know you they're gonna go away out of that yeah. so you do got to kind of let Network. them know who you are and all that stuff yeah 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 but there is that kind of so that's what I'm trying to work on now for the last last year or so is a bit more. I revamped the website a bit as well so that it's a bit more uh, focused and mm -hmm. not just sprawling with all my little interests and all. You know, it's like, well, you have all these interests, but like, what is your offering as yeah. a, you know, as a business like to, you know, or, you know, as a as an artist to, you know, because it's, you know what you can do, but, you know, People coming in are confused sometimes from with me anyway, because I have a couple of different albums and different things I do. So so that's what I'm trying to do is get a bit more clarity for folks um, on that end and then have to get more get more courageous going out and getting festivals and and, and more gigs and uh, trying to find them nice gigs. Mm. You know, there's a lot of pubs over here and stuff that I could be in. But I mean, I've done that in, in Dublin all around yeah. the pubs and all. And that's grand. And I, I may end up going to some of them, you know, to fill in and stuff like that. But um, it's kind of trying to find the gigs where where there are people interested in Irish culture and are interested in hearing a new song. And I'll get more out of that, too, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and hopefully I might get paid more for those type of ones as well. So it's that's what's my goal is to find these sweet spots where I can bring something to the community over here. That yeah. they don't have so much of, you know, because they do have the international acts coming in for the big gigs and stuff, you know, but uh, me being over here. So that's my kind of that's my kind of goal here is to try and yeah. uh, make all that work, find fi find where I fit in. kind of, you know. Do you find it hard? To, do you find it easier or hard to like network? Um, I mean, I'm not great at keeping up with people. Yeah, like keeping up with people, you know, when there's so many people there and you're like, okay, okay yeah. which person, you know, so I'm trying to I'm I'm working on that, you know, but um, uh, I think at the different festivals I've been to, you know, you do meet people and, you know, um, 
I guess that's what real networking is, is actually when you're somewhere and you meet people and you chat to them and get to know people like, you know. Um, yeah. So the, the so, festivals you're playing, like, how big are they? Like, are they, are they, are they purely, like, Irish? They're just all Irish festivals? Well, yeah, that's festivals? kind of, No, the, f I haven't really got into folk festivals yet. I've been at to a few of these conferences. Ooh. There's a conference called the Folk Alliance International. I went to that. That'd uh, be a great place to play, those folk festivals. Yeah, and then there's more regional ones. The It's called Farm, uh, the, the one around here. It's, it's the Folk Alliance Regional Midwest, because we're in okay. the Midwest here. Right. So... That's the one I've been looking at that, you know, it's that's been that's been meeting people and getting to know people in the folk music scene. And I one I, a gig or two locally has come up here, but I, I'd like to get in, in it down that road a bit more because um, there's kind of that's kind of more singer songwriter things. But even in there, I'm the Irish guy, so I'm still doing my Irish stuff as well, you know, uh, but, you know, it's kind of it's it's a. Uh, it's it's fine. It's good. It's it's good. Th those things are good. Um. So that's one angle of it. But the, the sorry, the main thing, the main slot that I fit into is the um Irish festivals. The, so there was there's been this year Motor City Irish Festival, which is a small one, but it's lovely. There's uh, a, f a few others around here as well. Um. And then there's Buffalo Irish Festival, which I wow. went to as well. Um. That's at the other end of Lake Erie. So um. Uh, that's 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 been really fun, uh, and uh, I've done that the last two years. And then there's a uh, Pittsburgh Irish Music Festival's coming up, so I'll be down there. Jeez, how uh, many fire festivals is there? There's tons of them. Tons of them, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. So Milwaukee's the big one. Milwaukee's the biggest Irish festival in the world. Why is why is that? Uh, because they've got this. Well, there's that many Irish people of Irish descent in in the area, but also. Oh. They've got this along by the the harbor, by the by, by the lake there, or I think it's the river actually. Sorry, they've got um, they've got what's called Summerfest um grounds. So it's kind of it it's uh, it's not to, it's a permanent festival uh site with Whoa. like multiple massive stages. You know, there's the Erlingus stage, which is one of the big ones. The um Erlingus like, stage. Yeah, so they sponsor the stage. No way. And then there's the Coors Light stage, and there's you know all these big stages, you know. Um, oh. So this year I got to play on a on a bigger stage than last year, which was great, and it was kind of down at the end uh, on its own. So anyone who was coming down was there to listen. So it was it was it was perfect. That was the the um, the Celtic Roots stage. So wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Um, and then I got to go up with Eileen Ivers. She um, and do I've Mayo roots. Me, me parents are both from Mayo. Oh, what so, part? So the Mayo Day people. Um, my father was from Kilshima. All right, it's close and enough me, here. And my ma's from uh, Ahamar, just beside Kilkelly there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we, that's why we would go to Ennis Ground. Oh, We'd yeah. be down west, like, for the summer. And then it would be, like, go up to Ennis Ground for, 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 for the beach and pitch and put. And <laughs> Where would you stay in Ennis Ground when you'd be going there? Would you stay in a ho uh, would you rent a place or would you stay in any of the hotels? I think at one point there was definitely a hotel. Uh, but there was, a, on another occasion, we were literally in the dunes in one of those kind of mobile Oh, the caravans. Things. The They're caravans. cool, man. They're fucking that cool. That was fun. I think we were there for a week at one point. That was that was. Are they still there? Yeah. I mean, if you were there as a if you were there as a kid, you, my yeah. grandparents used to own this hotel called the Alpine Hotel. It was this big blue 
It was like the kind of the only hotel in, in the scroll. It could have been that. It could have been. And there was Tom's, yeah, uh, Tom's The only top memory 10. I have from that was, uh, from the hotel place, was uh, mm. the dessert. It was like this strawberry mousse thing that I'd never had before. And I was like, oh my God, what's this? That could that could be ours. Well, my <laughs> God, that could be ours. It was a big That's... blue fecking thing down there. It was down kind of, I don't know, do you know Water Point? The Water Point's a kind of aqua park, but that was pre-Water Point. It was like a big, it was like a big, right. like, I mean, it probably wasn't as big as it was, but you know, when you're in my head, yes, when I was a yes. kid, it was like, whoa, man. Like, I remember looking out yeah. the bay windows to Kalala and I was like, Jesus Christ, I thought that was England. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, like, I used to leave in a scroll and go, oh, I'm leaving Ireland now. I just think it's like your whole fucking cosmos is in, is, is in uh, fucking you live, that. You live in a lovely spot there. Do you get out down to the beach regularly there? I do, yeah. I do surf yeah. and stuff like that. So it's handy. Ah, like. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's handy. Yeah. It's it, it should be aesthetically better. But, you know, when the, when the boom came in, they just put shit houses everywhere that make no okay. sense, like right. height-wise or... Which is ah. kind of a strange thing in Ireland, I think, that we kind of... You know, when you go through those English villages... And they kind of everything kind of looks kind of nice they, and they neat. Look, they look quaint. Yeah, yeah and ours yeah. just are like some fucking two story place next to it. You know, it's like Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> good old Celtic tiger boom of houses being put up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and half them fall apart. But wow, that that's Ireland for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it makes me Ireland. think. I went to UCD and uh, the. The, the it's just full of uh, cement. So it's making me think of of uh, the cement. <laughs> areas and you get used to it <laughs> yeah exactly so how how did you how did you actually get into music obviously you got into it when you're younger was there any yeah, like so was there school, any album in, or anything in the irish schools like everyone had a tin whistle and you know and then then there was uh, you, you know you were able to it was like does anyone want to learn the violin and then you would get you know you'd go and your parents would pay a bit of money or whatever and at lunchtime i'd learn you know learn the fiddle you know um so I wasn't great at the fiddle. I was rid- rhythmically challenged. Let's put it that way. It took me a long time to get the old rhythm down. But I loved melodies and I love songs. You know what I mean? I love singing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I played the fiddle. Um, and then in tech, uh, yeah, I had some teachers. In in, in secondary school, we had uh, the group of Kjol. So actually, there wasn't any formal art. Like, there was no teacher. There was no music teacher in the school who could teach you music for your leaving cert. Like, you know? Okay. But... There was a group of kyol, uh, with like every second teacher played an instrument. Wow! And, and then they'd go to the fla and all these feshes and all. So you'd be all people would have lessons to learn, and then there'd be the the group of kyol, and Jeez. and so you'd be in that. So you were learning a lot there because they go, yeah. oh, let's go from this tune into this or whatever, and you'd be you know all that kind of thing. So um yeah, so that was kind of, and then uh, around 15, 16, I wanted to sing a bit more and got a guitar. Uh, the elf fella got me a guitar for uh, Christmas, which was lovely. Um, and uh, yeah, so then I just started uh, playing guitar just to be able to sing. Um, and then my me, me father passed away actually very young. So I think that was the impetus for the songwriting. Just needed right. to 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 go into you know yeah yeah so that kind of informed your songwriting a lot yeah 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 definitely it was kind of what opened opened that part of me up to be able to to um express myself as it were you know um and then you know uh, had all you know all the all the different influences christy moore and wh- whoever the dubliners and all that growing up but but also 
the Beatles like yourself there. Oh, the Beatles. You know? hey. <laughs> so when we started, when we st- myself and Peter Kyo, when we started busking on Grafton Street, the first thing we started doing was doing the early early Beatles stuff, those okay. kind of harmony ones, and Simon and Garfunkel stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So it was two there. of us, and we, you know, Peter was playing the bass, and I was playing the guitar, and and we would do the harmonies. So that was kind of the start of of what we did. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's cool, man. So so that was it. I, like I had it. I went to UCD. I got a degree in science in geology. But Peter was like, "You come and doing the music thing," and I was like, "Sure, yeah, why not?" <laughs> you know, um, and mm. yeah, the science thing will always be there. It's still there, but I yeah. probably won't be going back to it now at this stage. But uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, the old music can really take take hold of you. It's like it's, it's I always say it's a good it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing because it's a good thing because it's like something that means a lot to you, but it's a bad thing because it can kind of completely hijack your life. Well, you kind right. of let it hide. You know what I mean? You get it's a, it's a beautiful affliction. Exactly, exactly. You can just get too <laughs> caught up into it, and you kind of lose sight of everything else. Like you know, it's just which is which is weird because it's just a noises or frequencies but you, you know it's like just one of those things You'd... yeah but i mean there's yeah it's it's a it's kind of do you ever go into what um there's a guy called joseph campbell you ever heard the mythologist guy from yeah yeah, from america yeah. here yeah he was always on about that there's a a right hand path and a left hand path and most people go the right hand path which is you know being part of society and a good good member and all and then there's kind of artists and shaman shaman and all these people go this other route yeah you know to have experiences to bring back to the to the tribe or whatever you know so that it's it's kind of someone has to do it or something, exactly, you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> i think music though it's a very it's a very devalued thing like it's it's a very it's it's not like uh I don't think it's just viewed as 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 important. Like it's in everything. Like when you hear an ad, I don't look at some fucking car. I go, oh, what's that song? You know, and I I think music right. is a very devalued thing because you you need it for everything. When there's a sporting event, there's music. When there's a fight, there's music. When there's anything, there's music. And it seems to be the. I just think it's very devalued. You know, it's even you look at Spotify. Like it's it's that's yeah. the, that's such a devalued thing of music. Well, I think that's the whole. What do they call it? It's kind of the the democratization of it all that anyone can do it now. You can record like I recorded an album on my iPad and you could actually do it on an iPhone if you wanted. your iPad. Wow. Yeah. Well, I used my interface, but it was able to go into the iPad. Um, Okay. What interface were you using? um, It's called the RME Babyface. Oh, they're good, man. They yeah, got good converters and everything. Yeah, I've had the same one for years and I've been kind of keeping an eye on the new ones. And I'm like, do I really need it? I think, you know, at some point I will. But, you know, no, the old one is still doing the job. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you can. Oh, so, yeah, I was to... able to. So the reason was I had all uh, like an older, the Roland's big desk thing. OK. The 24 track thing, but it made quite a lot of noise. And so the idea was to to be able to. uh record onto the ipad so that it was quiet and then i mixed on on the pc um okay. so that was the uh that was the the yate stuff so uh you being in uh in sligo. in sligo there yeah so i have i i hadn't put it on a cd but that like last man being in america here and actually having s- some more cultural gigs and stuff um 
that kind of made and, and people still buy CDs a bit here too. So that that uh, it, it was nice to get a CD done because I had a, a larger version of it that I have on on my Bandcamp. Um, but it's one thing to have it done digitally, and it's another thing to have a physical. Yeah, thing, man. You know? So that that's kind of nice to to, to get. CDs that. are underrated. Yeah. I don't give a shit. People shit on CDs, but they're underrated, man. They're they're you know they're yeah. if you put a C if you put a digital file on a CD, it's more of approximate of than putting on a vinyl. People seem to think, oh, CD's shit and vinyl's great. It's like, well, they're both good in their own ways. You know what I mean? We've bought into that kind of idea. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't made any vinyl. I don't think, uh, you know, it's not cool as it like is in certain uh, genres in Ireland or whatever, you know, that kind of way. Mm. And it's real expensive. Like, oh, it's great. You, you, there's no way you're making a, a, you know, much money out of that if you're going to do it. Like, uh, no, you have to be um, like a big band to kind of even make the money back. Uh, you know, it's more of a vanity yeah, thing. Be, it'd be fun point. to do at some point. It'd be yeah. class yeah. to do. Imagine yeah. you're yeah. thinking a big vinyl, but, you know, yeah. that money you could spend on like something else that would, you could even probably make another album for that money. You know, that, that kind of, when yeah. you look at like that aspect, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so your Yates, your Yates record. What did you just take his poems and you just sung? Yeah, so I've been doing it to for. It. I've been doing it since the leaving cert. Actually, it was the the that was the impetus was to remember the song, remember the because I like oh. songs, and so to remember the poetry, I put melodies to them. Class. So, uh, but then I, over the years, I was involved with different, uh, like theatrical groups and things like that. We we went to India on one occasion and Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, it was called Everlasting Voices uh, out of kind of Trinity Trinity there, and I was the musician. Uh, and a lot of times, I was doing kind of soundscape uh, stuff for an, two actors and a dancer, um, and then I would sing a few here here and there as well and then um yeah uh so yeah there's some there's some gwag on this as well translations of his stuff to irish That's that, uh, cool, i don't know if, if do you know gabriel rosenstock have you heard his, his no name? no no he, he's a poet and a translator of works from from languages all around the world in, into irish um huh. and so uh yeah so I did. I did some other work with with him and, and other I- Irish poets actually as well. Uh, m- me being more a, a guitar a guitarist for them in um in certain in kind of cultural events all you know, around Ireland and stuff like that. And so yeah, so the eight stuff that that all came came together. Then I just had a load of them then from the different projects that I done, and I thought, well, why don't I put them all into a CD and and have the, have the CD? So the idea with them is that I don't change the lyrics because they're perfect (laughs) you know what i mean yeah (laughs) other than maybe doubling it like romantic ireland's dead and gone it's with o'leary in the grave i say that again just to make a bit of repetition that's that's the only thing i do but um yeah that's kind of it so they're 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 kind of folk folk songs made out of uh, out of his his poems that's so if the, if people want to hear that, is that if they don't if they don't want to get CD, it's on Bandcamp too. You can buy it on Bandcamp. On Bandcamp, and it's up on it's up on Spotify as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. class, man. Yeah. Yates yeah. was a genius, man. It's just fucking brilliant. Like, did you ever go into the uh, the exhibition in Dublin? No, no. The two year exhibition that's still there after twenty years. No way. Still there. It was going. Wow. It was supposed to be two years, and then it was going to be Oscar Wilde or something. But it was just. I don't know. It's great. So, um, yeah, if you're ever down there, you know where the doll is and you've got the museum yeah. on the right. 
the libraries to the left. But if you go into the back there, there's a whole thing about Yates. Um, no way. And the thing is, it's got all these. I remember, I think it was even before phones and touch screens and all. They had big touch screen plasma. Oh, things, wow. That's cool. notepads. So I know you're saying he's a genius and he is a genius. He was a genius. But the thing was that he was just he just worked a lot. Like there was one there's a poem. I think it's called the wild uh, or not the wild swans are cool. I do that one. Um, cool Park, I think it was called um, and uh, which is in Galway. But anyway, the poem he was working on. I counted how many iterations of the poem he did, like because he would be blank sheet and then it'd be like, oh, no, that's all crap. And then they, they would highlight uh, the scholars highlight in bold the lines that he would keep uh-huh. and then uh-huh. new page. And then he'd start with that and then he'd develop this. And then most of that wouldn't make it into the final one. It was like 36 different. Right. Wow. Rewrites, you know, or developments wow. of the idea. And it's just like, that's a lot of work. Like he worked <laughs> hard. I think that's the, and he, and he was patient and he wasn't clinging to stuff. Okay, you know, yeah. I would cling to things a lot more than that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just let it, let it go. You How do you mean? You, what would you cling to? Like, like certain well, melodies or certain lines is right or just certain. Yeah. yeah but all, all the above, like, I mean, the, the uh, lyrics, especially like, you know, I think the fact that he would start with a blank page each time and then be okay about going well what what was my favorite just discerning what is what's the gold and what's the or okay, the wheat yeah. from the chaff or whatever you know um whereas i would probably write the thing oh, that's all pretty good and it's <laughs> it's 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 a google document or something and then if i want to change things I'll, I'll i'll change things in there or whatever but i'm not starting again fresh with a blank sheet uh, and do you know that kind of way and yeah. i think i think the beatles had a bit of that too because you know there was less you could write things down, obviously. Do you know what I mean? But um, you know, the, it's early on, especially they didn't have recording devices, so they had to remember all the melodies. So I think yeah. that forced them to get good melodies as well. Yeah. Do you, um, do you but, find sometimes, <laughs> I because I do this, it's like you're singing a song and you sing some sort of lyric and it doesn't really make any sense, but it's stuck in your head and you can't really get rid of that actual lyric. So when you go to write something else, oh, that doesn't kind of sound right. You're kind of stuck with it. So you kind of, I know that happened. <laughs> that right. happened. Graham, ah, not Graham, what's his name? Damon Albert, when he wrote that song too. Like the, I got my head shaved. But oh, right. It made no sense, but he's like, every time he tried to rewrite it, he was like, ah, oh, this doesn't sound. Doesn't sound. No. Right. Does that ever happen to you? You kind of get stuck on a lyric and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Even if yeah. it just sounds mad, like yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I'm, I'm not that fluid, or as fluid in that. Uh, just sounds would come out like of friends who who'd be like that, and um, I think that's pretty cool to be able to have that kind of thing, you know. But uh, it'd be just lyrics that could be better, and but that you oh, don't, okay. you don't kind of get back to it and and change or whatever. But um, um. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see the? I presume you saw the Beatles get back oh, sessions. So good, dude. It was. That wasn't was it? so good, man. I loved. I was talking to someone on the podcast about before. I said I loved that part where Paul McCartney's playing Strawberry Fields on the piano, and you can tell like Lennon's behind him, and he's like, "Is he?" You could tell he's like, kind of, is he listening to what I'm saying? Like, it was, I thought it was just class, man. Just these little, just the little moments of them talking and stuff like that. I thought it was brilliant, like, right? Because because the music yeah. is amazing. But it's yeah. just those, it was like something you had never seen before of like, and the way they cleaned up the dialogue with the AI and all that, fucking, I loved it. 
I yeah. loved it. What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Again, I was kind of taking similar things out of it than I was with, with Yates or whatever, you know. To me, I'm kind of looking at their processes and how how are they doing this. And again, mm. it's having patience. You were saying, you know, do you ever have that? You know, it's like we get impatient and we go, ah, oh, it's fine. It's yeah. like, no, it's not. Uh, what was it? Uh what was, yesterday had a different thing in it. What scramble was it? eggs. Scramble eggs. It's not scramble. Yeah. It's like, you can't go with scramble eggs. Yeah. Okay. What is it? And then just, you know, and then iterations of it and all, you know, and then being, having that, um, not letting, not letting the paint dry on it, you know, and still exactly. being open to it changing. I think that's where the magic is in terms of, uh, of, of going from being a, an okay writer to being a really good writer you know yeah. that kind of way i feel and i feel i'm in the i i i feel like oh there's a key there i'd like to be able to unlock but probably you know perhaps haven't yet you know that kind of way so yeah i think it's to be kind of you know when you can sometimes when you write songs when you're younger you go ah, that's good but then you kind of get older you know no man i could like i could change a key here or i could you know, you, you should always try and find ways to make your own stuff better, to kind of force yourself. Like, if you look at those old songs like Cole Porter and stuff like that, like just the the way they would change, like even like certain modulation. And Brian Wilson was just amazing for modulation, just these key modulations that make the song so more interesting than something like, you know, like modern music is like the same four chords. You're like, ah, it's just right, that, right, that right, boringness right. of it. It's like to kind of do something different within that. You mightn't get there, but just to kind of, force yourself and you know to not do something that you would because you know we always have certain things that we go to there's certain kind of ways if you write you, right. know, you write music that there's certain things yeah, you're more I comfortable with push and pull with that though you don't want to you don't want to feel like oh i need to be doing like because you've developed your own style over years so you're you're doing that but there's a certain you've created this whole by doing that multiple times you've got mm. this kind of world you live in you know, you want to have a style that people go, oh, you know, when you hear Van Morrison, you go, that's Van Morrison. You know what I mean? He's not trying to do stuff like he's not trying to break out of being himself. Like, you know, yeah. what I mean? so I think I think what you're talking about is like that's explorations into who am I and where am I? You know, yeah, it's like yeah, developing yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself. Um, but I may I maybe for some people you, you would continue that forever, whatever, you know, but but like I think there's a there could be a time where you can just relax into what you have. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? What mean? And just, just not be second guessing yourself either all the time. Yeah. You know, that's another element of it too. But I get like, you don't want to, you don't want to just, if you did that on day one, you never would have got anywhere. So <laughs> I'm right, just kind you. of, I'm just always going, how can I kind of make something better? Even if it never gets better. I'm, I I love people who like that. I love Bowie because Bowie just was like, every album was different. It was like, everything he did was just, completely right. going in that path of like like not that you will always repeat yourself at some point and there's always that weird dichotomy of making something that's just you know like a country song it's just a great song and then yeah. making something that's kind of crazy and not crazy for the sake of being crazy but like pushing yourself there's, there's always that kind of dichotomy of like making something that's simple but then pushing yourself I, I don't know do you ever go through that kind of thing yeah yeah like when I, I like the last album I did uh, actually well the last one was the Yates one. I did two last year. This was another one. Uh, this is the the folk one. So the idea with this one last year was undeniably good songs, done well, just with me and a guitar type thing. Right. You know? 
Right. So just sing the songs, a bit kind of purist about it and just, just do it. Like, you know, they're all your own songs yeah. too. No, no, they're mainly like, that's what I mean. I was like, they're, you know, you've got, uh, come back Paddy Riley to Bally James Duff, the likes of Pontchartrain. Okay. Um, there's, uh, the Foggy Dew is on it. Um, and then there's a, there's a poem by, uh, uh, by Burns on there as well, and Cal Caledonia. There's a few kind of Scottish influenced ones as well, which I've always had an in interest in, in 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 some Scottish stuff as well. I'm a big fan of uh, Dick Gohan. Do you know him? No, great, no. great guitarist and folk singer out of out of Scotland as well. So, so that's what that was. But like, it's kind of I think you do need a, an idea for what you're you're going for. But then when I was looking back at some of my older songs, I'm going, whoa! I was doing, I was trying a lot harder at one point. Okay. And I was like, that's kind of cool and fun. But like, I was like, whoa, you were really, <laughs> really trying stuff back then. You know what I mean? And then you're kind of going, should I still have that intensity of trying, you know? But it's just like, it doesn't mean the more complex things are, it doesn't mean the better it is. No, like, you know what no I mean, so jazz no. goes out there and then you've less of an audience for, you know, so you need to, you know, I, I guess that, that that's another part of finding as we develop, it's like actually simpler might be better for, you know, in certain know terms. Or, so that's it's 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 interesting. It's definitely interesting. But we don't want to rest on your laurels either. Yeah. yeah. Well, the hardest yeah. thing I would say to people, the hardest thing to write is actually a fucking pop song that everyone would like. It's the hardest thing, like the, writing yeah. symphonies and stuff like that. Is, it's not that it's not hard, but it, you can go in any you can go in, you know, when you're writing for an orchestra. You can go in so many different directions because you're there's no real rules to it. But if you're writing a pop song, you're kind of stuck to a rule set and you kind of have right. to play yeah. within those bounds. So it yeah. can be quite, I think that can be quite difficult. And even if I'm talking about classic music and we're saying like simple, like what's one of the most recognizable things Beethoven Swift? Da -na -na -na. Da -na 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 -na. When you were, just before you said it, I was thinking you'll say that. Do you know what I mean? Did. Like it it's yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah. We can get, we can, I know I do it too, but you can get caught up in like oh, complexity and then simplicity. And I think yeah. both of them have their own place. Well, just this might be the time to mention a song here that I, there's the one song on here that um, is, is my own is, uh, it's called All Along the Wild Atlantic Way. Do you know that song? No. Uh, so Eva Scott and myself wrote it. Um, well, wait a minute. Was that that, so there was some song during COVID people were playing. I don't know. Was it, was that your song? There was it's, a song all along the wild Atlantic way. Something yeah. on about like it was all, or all or along the wild Atlantic Okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When will you bring me? So Aoife and I wrote that for her oh, album. Cool man. Um. So so I was kind of like, it's undeniably good because Aoife did it and it got to number one for a bit, and she did it on the late late and all this stuff. That's exactly where I heard it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Aoife Aoife did great with it, and that's been a, a great boon for me over here because people. People know when I go, if I am networking or something, oh, I can always, okay. I can say, oh, do you know that song? And within the Irish community, invariably people have heard it and, and like it, and, you know, um, either they're fans of Aoife already or they just know the song. A lot of times they'll know the song. So, so that's, that was really good for me to get, to find my way in over here as well, you know, that kind of way. What but that, it? that one is uh, quite, it's, there's a lot of repetition going on in it. Uh, and you're kind of like, Maybe it's too much, but it's like, no, actually it works and it's fine, you know? So, um, yeah, there you go. So that's, that's, that probably has more repetition in it than most songs, but 
I don't think you can just shoehorn that into any song. Every song is different and it has its own what it wants to be as well. You got to listen to it. I think, you know? Yeah, I think like, but I think sometimes repetition can be a brilliant thing. Like you look at if you mm. listen to like you know a lot of Indian drone music, you know, it, it would have that kind of repetition. It's almost like a kind of trancey thing. Even trance music, this whole idea of trance is repetition. So it's just right. like you could play a whole beat for like two hours and people are like, you know what I mean? Like German trance music. So, so wow. I think. I think yeah. it's all, all how you kind of use it. You know what I mean? It's like if it works, yeah. it works. And right, right, you know. right. Do your melodies come first, or do you do you write um, uh, lyrics first, or is it both? Both. Yeah, I'm always trying different different techniques and methods, and you know, well, I, I was I used to go a lot to Imro's events, the kind of songwriting oh, things yeah. and co-writing, and. Um, we we went up to Rosnell at one point, uh, did co-writing up there for a weekend, these kind of things, you know. So um, you pick up a lot by working with other people or whatever. But like when I, you know, if I'm like, there's all these books I've read about structure and all the different structures and all this type of thing, you know. Hmm. But like, I think I've got a little rebel in my head that's like, like what you said earlier, this, this, these are the rules, you should stay within this. It was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that rule. And then it just becomes like, so I won't have the the, the standard structure. It won't be a million miles off, but you know, it's kind of you. You're doing your own thing. And I think my brain, I think I just kind of I find bridges the diff most difficult thing to do if I am okay. going to put a bridge in a song. And I don't always have a bridge though. So because I think the way my brain works is that there's like it's like trad tunes have a first part and a second part. Okay, I get And that's you. the way a lot of when I just do write a song organically, it kind of happens that way. So I kind of have, I think that's kind of, um, but it's always it's always different. Sometimes I think you have to start with a kernel of something, and that's either a riff on a guitar or whatever you're 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 playing on or a mm. chord, or sometimes oh different tunings. I've worked with different tunings over the years, um, and uh, that just gives you a different vibe or whatever you know. Um, but eventually I'm looking for that, you know, something, a title or something to bring it all together, you know, you. to kind of have, uh, yeah, and that probably comes from kind of listen to a lot. We had folks from the country, country songwriters come over talking to us and that kind wow. of thing. About, they would always start with a title and then every, everything needs to be a li linear lyrical conversation. Oh. But that that goes back to that title, or uh, so each should should you know they're really you know uh, that's all about the craft for there. Whereas like rock music, or whatever could jump and be back and forth between different things. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of I I'm not as I can't really work within them structures well. I'll be honest. So I kind of I kind of break out with that, yeah. And it's a bit more organic. I like and I like kind of finding things as you go. You know what I mean? Making sense out of it, but having that confidence that there is a song here. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's going to happen. Do you know? <laughs> do you know the Burroughs technique? David Bowie says he cuts up different sentences, like William Burroughs yeah, used to do heard this, of that and, one. and then he put that, them in. Yeah. He put it first off. He had he, when he did pre computers, we'll say, or pre home yeah. computers. He would cut them on a piece of paper and then kind of whatever. But then when he right. had a computer, he kind of would do it. And it would like be random. So he'd okay. just do that for like his songs, and he'd get like random lyrics and they'd form a sentence, which is quite kind of interesting because you're kind of, it's chance if you know what I mean. 
I'm sure I'm sure he changed and tweaks little things, but like he would get a phrase and he'd go, okay, that's kind of cool. And then kind of play off that, which is yeah. kind of interesting. There's all these. Yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking about now as soon as you say that? AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because in a sense, you could ask AI to do something and then you'd be like, oh, I'll take a bit of that or I'll take a bit of that. I, I actually tried it just for the crack. Like, really? GPT asked it to write a song about blah, blah, blah or something, you know. Uh it was it was okay, but then you're trying to get it to do other things, you know. So I was trying to write a song about Vikings, uh, and then it was doing all this stuff really, you know. And I was like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I mean, it was just an experiment because you you yeah. want to try these things out, and then eventually, when I did go and write a song about it, it was very minimalistic, you know, uh, down a river on a longboat, uh, you know, just just a few sentences and. Mm. And it was uh, so it, it, I kind of, again, rebelled against <laughs> that. I was kind of like, I don't want to end yeah. up singing a song. About, you know what I mean? It was kind of yeah. so I think. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have written what I did. So I think we do have to support you to a point, really, in a word. You way. have to go and mess with these things or, you know, I think or try things out or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. AI is kind of cool in some aspects of like I did a music video and I did I did I incorporated AI into the video. So for like the backgrounds and certain stuff like that, you could do like crazy shit like with it. I mean, you could right. the stuff you uh, that I did with the AI, it would that take was visually you, now visually like it would yeah. take you yeah. fucking hours to do it. Like if you're right. doing like After right. Effects or stuff like that, it would just take yeah. you a massive amount of time. So it's literally green screen <laughs> record, and then I did stuff with AI. So and you can get some like mad results, man. Like, Wow, which which wow. worked good because the song was quite surreal. So it, it, Grand. it yeah, you know yeah. it. It always it churns out surreal stuff, and I think it turns it out surreal because it's not actually exactly perfect. Like, have you seen those right. videos where people go, "Oh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson eating a burger" or something like that, and it's him like, but his face goes all crazy, and he's because it's not exactly perfect. I think I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. disturbing. Yeah. Like, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think because of the technology isn't exactly as it should be with the when with regards to surrealism, it actually works perfectly because it's like right. mental. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I made use of it for uh, a single there I did. I wrote a song about Grania Whale. And, who's Grania uh, Whale? Gra- Grace O'Malley. Oh, who's the that? Pirate, the Pirate Queen of Ireland. Oh, God. How, how bad do I sound now? Go on, educate well, me on she that. Was, she's, uh, she was from Mayo. And okay. uh, in the 1600s, um, her, father, her father owned uh, like a fleet of ships and that type of thing. Uh, they were merchants. Wow. That would, wow. She, she, um, yeah, she was an O'Malley from kind of Ackle area. Okay. Um, she married some Flaherty's from Galway. Uh, and then she became the head of their clan when he died. Fuck. But she remarried like a number of times. Um, and... Uh, she became she was the leader of the of that fleet of 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 vessels and what they would do is they would i think it was uh they they'd bring the the wool from the of flaherty's and i think it was the like corn or maize or something that they were growing in mayo and they'd bring all that down to spain and sell it and oh, then wow. they'd get stuff from spain and bring that back up but the british would didn't like this so then she was <laughs> she was dubbed a a, a pirate like so, but she was a merchant, like really. So that's kind of, and on one occasion, her husband was robbed by or taken by uh, the the queen, 
by the English folks. And she went to England to see Queen, the Queen at the time. Um, oh. And she didn't bow to her because she said, you're not my Queen. And the Queen said, <laughs> fair enough. And uh, yeah, I think she got her, she got the husband back on that occasion. Later on, then she did, you know, she was savvy or whatever as well, you know. But um, so then, yeah. So, you know, in the song, um, Oro Shedavah Hawalya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that one, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So she's mentioned in there, Gran Yuel. Oh, okay. So she's was seen by Patrick Pierce as being the spirit or the soul of Ireland because she was actually Irish mm. and she had power and, you know, this, you know, that kind of thing. So he was calling on her spirit to kind of take Ireland back for the Irish, as it were, instead of yeah. trying to rely on because they used to try and rely on the Spanish or the, the French who were Catholic against the British who were Protestant and all this type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that was kind of a thing that was going on there. So I ended up writing a song anyway, uh, just about, about Grainne Whale. Um, but anyway, getting back to AI, <laughs> I, I asked AI to give yeah. me, um, photos. Like it was like Grainne Whale, you know, uh, cause Whale, there's a couple of reasons why she might be called Grainne Whale. And one of them is Whale is the word for bald. And one of the stories is that she, um, uh, when she was going on the boats first, her her father said, "Oh, you can't get on the boats. Your hair will get caught in the rigging and all." And she she, she cut off her hair then, in defiance, you know. And, the badass. Yeah, total. So um, so then I was asking AI to make this kind of different versions of 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 what she might look like, you know. Oh. And wow. so I did about it was about maybe thirteen or fourteen, and I put <laughs> them all up on Facebook and asked people which which one is Grand Well, like you know, and then that was the 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 single the the the, the single cover, like you oh, know. that's class, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun project. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you so when you're writing like that song, is it the story kind of can obviously inform your? Is it good to have a story, you know, to just inform that, you more what, than What anything? made me write that was yeah. that exact thing about the, about, oh my God, she cut her hair off just to get on the, like, that was the point at which, yeah. as you said, badass, that's when it happened <laughs> there. In in a in a very young person to do that and to mm. have that inner, you know, have that fire, that's what made her who she was. And it's that kind of spirit you need, you know, as well, you know. So that's what, that's what made me, write the song yeah yeah i actually was in ireland at the time nice. and i had covid i gotten covid oh, and i was Jesus. feeling sorry for myself so i was kind of like calling on her spirit <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the, the the deal there but um yeah stuff like that happened i wrote another one over here um it, when i went to buffalo we went out of the uh at the end of the festival there's a there's a great family band here called the Byrne brothers okay. um, and they're young lads and, the, and their parents as well. Um, but Tommy, the father uh, who's from Dublin, he was like, we're going to look at the boat in the morning. You're coming out and that was, the festival was all over. I was like, okay, what boat? And so we go over to this naval park where they've got these old naval ships um, and there's a big shamrock on the side and on the deck of one of the ships oh, brilliant. called the Sullivans. And we're like, What's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> so the story was there was five fellas uh, from Iowa, but they were Irish. Their parents, you know, were of Irish descent. Mm. And um, they, uh, after Pearl Harbor, what, that's when America went into the World War II, um, they joined up because somebody they knew had died in Pearl Harbor. And uh, mm. and they're, usually they would split people from families up 
so that they weren't all to, they weren't together. But they said we stick together. We all we want to be together. Or you get five of us or none of us kind of thing. So they said, all right, well we'll take all five of you. And so that was their motto: we stick together. Um, and then uh, inevitably the ship got uh, torpedoed by the oh, Japanese geez. in the Pacific. Yeah, so the parents then had lost all. So it became a big deal, and it was a you know it was it was a big deal in America at the time or whatever. And um, so they named a vessel after them then the following year. Um, and there is uh, there's a current vessel that's named after them now as well. So it, one when we were walking around hearing the the story or whatever, Tommy said, "And you should write a song." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," so I did, you know. But if he hadn't said that, I probably wouldn't have, you know. So I wrote the song. I wrote a song um, called "We Stick Together," the Sullivans, you know, and has their names in it. And did that was more of a research project. It was kind of yeah. like got the booklets, the the. The the chorus came fast. I had that, but then I had to go home and do my research to make sure I got the story right and stuff like that. And, it's kind of uh, like you're saying the country guys have like you know like they start with a title like you got that yeah. we stick together because yeah. everything does kind of inform it does inform the way you kind of will go from things. You know what I mean? If you have a title, you're kind of playing everything up to that title if you if that makes sense yeah yeah it gives it all it gives it it, it means you're not wasting time messing with other things because you 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 could write you could spend a day writing a song and then come up find a good idea yeah and really that's the name of your song and again it's like yates then you should just take that and go right now i'm gonna write an actual song <laughs> you know so it's kind of yeah yeah some people say like there was one guy uh one of them guys he was like if you don't have a good idea, go back to the bar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, serious. Like you need, you need a good idea. Like before you start, otherwise you may as well be in the bar, like or whatever. You know, um, or the Cole Porter guys. They, those guys are like, how does a song start? Uh, with a phone call. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, Sinatra needs a song or whatever. Right? Do you know, what's going do you know on the with mad, mad thing about Sinatra is like most of those are one take. Like those vocal. Or just one day. Wow. Like, yeah, he was. He do you was know pretty, what I mean? They're yeah, fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, and plus, yeah, they, had those, just, they had ribbon mics back then, so they had to. They were kind of they were kind of automating themselves. You know, he you couldn't go too close to ribbon mic because you like if you if you sing too loud or loud burst will split the ribbon. So you kind of had right. to you know maneuver the way you are and play off the orchestra. So it's just incredible. Like, yeah, incredible like yeah. the technique that's that's kind of a thing that we kind of lost is a lot of technique because there's none of that everything's like fix it in the mix you know what i mean we've it's yeah 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 that's... and that's what i always feel like um as a folk singer you know singing on the street you know without a mic and having to you know Belted best reverb kinda. in the world is yeah. street reverb <laughs> back off the far wall you know but, um, and then you know the same thing in a pub people are you know people are talking around you're trying to sing a song and you're trying you throw your voice up into the rafters or up to the ceiling where there's a bit of audio space or whatever you know so you get to learn how to project but um, yeah so that's you know that's good to have that angle of things before you come to mics and yeah. your um but then mics have their own great thing about them so so that was part part of calling this whisperings was okay. was trying to do was was 
trying to work with the mic rather than being, oh, I'm on Grafton Street or I'm in the in the pub, just belting it. Like Luke Kelly was all about like project and keep keep it up. You know what I mean? And yeah, he, he was amazing. But there wasn't there wasn't really much dynamic going on there. He wasn't going low in the voice and all okay, because yeah. he had to. They had to be heard. They were singing in the pubs, so that was their thing, you know. So I think that's where technology and, and interacting with it and if you're trying to move something like traditional music forward you gotta i guess you know it's worth having an idea that okay i'm gonna do this album but i'm gonna do it low like you know the next album i might be you know going right the mic's <laughs> going to be across the room and we're going to fucking belt it like you know yeah you need something you need something yeah. to, to guide what you what you're going to do like i think that's anyway that's just an aside but that's why it was called partly why it was called whisperings because i was trying to so how many albums like, have you how many albums have you bought out in the last few years like loads man. um i've got yeah n- not not all that many this was one here um there's uh some a few of my english ones i do need to do Ooh. another one um uh this is called where the sweetest waters flow so I've four or five there um cds wise i think i've four on the go at the Jeez, moment man. yeah yeah so oh uh, good man that did oh, you so did you find it easy to finish things um oh there was another one i did a christmas thing oh right i, I made an album i made a well a six or seven like an irish album. Like an Irish Christmas album or just a Christmas Yeah, album? I wrote song. I wrote most of them. Uh, okay. There's one old Irish song from Donegal that I put it on in, in Irish. But um, yeah, my wife went through uh, cancer, oh, uh, sorry, breast David. cancer there. She's she's fine again now. But, you know, there was a lot. And it was during COVID as well. And so a lot of time I, I, it was, I was out in the car park waiting for, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just started writing songs um uh and it's kind of like my you know being catholic but not really you know fairly lapsed like most yeah. Irish catholics or whatever and yeah. my wife is more is holier even though she's lutheran she's protestant but uh but she she's into uh, that thing more and so it was about my me trying to reconcile you know you know is being negative you know being kind of cynical about it there's, you know, it's not really helpful, no, <laughs> you know, no, so it's no. kind of, that's kind of what I was looking into with it, with that was kind of going, you know, if it's important to her, it's important to me yeah. and that kind of thing and being involved and it does, there's, you know, so, so there's kind of, that was an interesting album to do, but the, I, I recorded, mixed and mastered, I wrote and re- I did it all in two weeks, I think Jeez. it was 13 days, Dude. Um, one, uh, that was probably 2021 or 20, yeah, probably 2021 i think and then um the following year then for christmas i i i made the cd then so yeah yeah so did it, did it make you more religious did it make me more religious yeah. uh no 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 i still i think i think it just made me understand where where you know that i respect it i get you I, yeah that yeah. um that it's there's there's something there you know that should be respected but you know, it's uh, and that there's, you know, there's fun, there's fun to be had with it, and you know, it's Christmas, it's Santa, and it's all, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I, and I tried to keep them fairly simple, and you know, so, so I'm not sure actually now. I must have a listen back and see are they really <laughs> cringeworthy or, or, you know, that kind of way. It's kind of, 
you know, with a project like that, you just go for it and you go, well, we'll see how that's going to Christmas songs. <laughs> Christmas songs are fucking great. Like, they're just, I love Christmas music. You know, have you, you know, written some? Yeah, I have, yeah. I, yeah. Wrote, I, wrote, I wrote like a few. I wrote, I wrote yeah. one last, I put one out two years ago, but I get half, it's kind of split. So half the money goes to a charity for homeless people. Ah, very good. So whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was called Christmas in the Cold. It was a cheesy song. It's cheesy, but. And then another one I wrote last year is about Santa taking LSD, but I didn't put that one out. But it was kind of it was I had this idea of like Santa taking acid and he's tripping. But anyways, I might put that out this year. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like it. But um, the funny thing is that you know um, uh, Irving Berlin, you know he wrote White Christmas. And All he right. could he could only play F sharp. He could only play in the F black keys. And so okay. he, had a, he had a piano made for himself that you would pull a lever and it would change the pitch of the piano. So the piano would move up a semitone. So he could, wow. if he would play, so he'd play F sharp and then it'd be obviously G. But, in, right. but he could literally, this guy that wrote like some of the best songs ever could only play an F sharp, only black keys. And I just thought, wow, that's just crazy. He wrote like that. Well, it just wrote, shows you that the songwriting, like there's some people who are so great songwriters and they don't play any instruments at all. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. So it's a different skill altogether. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I thought he would have been some like really great piano player because Cole Porter's guess, a great piano. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is some voicings in there that are quite interesting. Like I, I think he might have been a bit hard on himself. Going, oh, I'm a shit piano player. But like, come on, like White Christmas. That's just well, it's hard to because again, like um, there's that song. Uh, like uh, when doing covers, sometimes like I do sometimes do a cover of Crazy. You know, um. Like, I think it crazy. Or oh, oh, that no, one. Oh, crazy. Oh, the crazy. Willie Nelson oh, one song. Willie Nelson one. Yeah, but I don't song. think he wrote all them mad chords that you'd hear in the. I get you. In the other. So do you know? What? I think the melody and the the lyrics are one thing, but then those kind of you know big band creations, you know, with all the diminished and all those cool chords in there, may not have been the songwriter either. Like you know. I get yeah. But then, it's, but then it's the same thing is that like the hook is the best thing. Crazy. Da, da, da. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the yeah. hook. It's a simple yeah, yeah. thing. You know, yeah, going back yeah. to that kind of thing. Oh, no, that's the goal. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, that's just the goal of the song. And then you can kind of put all these like little interesting kind of things around them and stuff like that. You should, I, I don't oh, know. Do you, do you know the Beach Boys very well? Um, I, w I think I have pet sounds there somewhere, you know, but I wouldn't pet know. Sounds, bro. That's fucking good. Um, it's but good. this. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's a song called This Whole World and just the the way Brian Wilson modulates is so because I think he was so great at modulation in the fact of like a good modulation is something that you hear it and you go you don't even notice it until someone goes oh he modulated right. you know what I mean because right. like sometimes yeah, key changes yeah. you can hear them but a great yeah. key change is when you don't even notice it and you're like right. it just adds something right. and I think he was such a a lot of people were great at doing that because just in that we were talking about that kind of era of like sixties fifties forties whatever. He, yeah, he was yeah. so good at that, you know, just fucking, just so good. Pet Sounds is just, man, that yeah, is I such a go, great record. I must go and listen to it again. That man. is just like, yeah. that's one of my favorite records ever. It's fucking genius shit, man. I love that fucking stuff. What, what, what records, before I let you go, are mean a lot to you? Um, I, they're, they're kind of, yeah, um, actual records, yeah. Like there's one by Dick Gohan that I was talking about earlier. It's called A Handful of Earth. Um okay. that was nineteen eighty one and there's just a load of he's just such a great guitarist. He plays in Dadgad 
and I've ended up in Dadgad and I I mean I can't play like him or there's some amazing I'm I'm good at what I do but there's yeah. other styles around it like that are just amazing like uh, some some folks are um so that's just great and he had a great voice as well and kind of baritone kind of voice like me so I really that really um I I love that and um um yeah John Martin stuff as well he's I, good John Martin yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I haven't been really listening. Like, I, I, I'll be honest, like, over the years, it's more songs out of albums rather okay. than albums that would... I mean, I've listened to all the Beatles albums, and I think Rubber Soul is probably my favourite. Rubber of, Soul's of, fucking of, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be my favourite Beatles one. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's kind of... What else? What else? There's, an, there's a trad album uh, by Paul Kelly called A Mandolin Album. And that's one of my favorite, just an instrumental album. And okay. uh, he only made one album. I think he's still gigging around Dublin and stuff, but like, just love it. Just the sounds, how it was all done, just the depth of everything. Just, just amazing. I don't know how, I don't know how they made that album, but um, that's great, you know? So, um, yeah, and sure, I probably should have hundred more in my head here, but I'll not take them at the moment. What's yours then? My favorite, oh Jesus Christ! Well, Pet Sounds is obviously one of them. Um, I love Spirit of Eden by Talk Talk. Have you ever heard that? No, no, it's no. just, just amazing. It's like, I think the story behind it is kind of funny too, because they were like a band who were, um, who like wrote kind of pop songs. You know that song, "It's My Life." It's my life. No doubt to the yeah. cover of it. So they wrote that song, so they came okay. from that kind of aspect of we'll say what was deemed as 80s pop. And then they went and did this album that sounds like nothing. Like they did it in the dark for a year. Like they put in the studio, they had big projectors and everything. And Phil Brown, who's the engineer, I had him on the podcast a few times. He was just saying like after they did it, it was just like, you know, they were like, it was like just so intense. And like EMI tried to sue them because we're like, this is completely uncommercial. We can't put this out. It's like, they were like, oh, and they did it in such a crazy way. It's like they'd get like top players in, like jazz guys in. And yeah. they'd play, they'd say, okay, do something. And he'd play like two notes, like, yeah, that's fine. And they're like, what? So they were like, they were like cutting up stuff like you would do now on Pro Tools, but in the 80s okay, with like right. Mitsubishi tapes and like with the Mitsubishi recorder and then the reels reel and stuff like that. But just the sound of it, it just sounds incredible and i love loads of jazz and classical music and world music and obviously the beatles it's just yeah yeah like an endless kind of this is true i love albums i'm a kind of album i love concepts you know like concept albums right so, right, uh, right. I, that's why i kind of yeah albums more than anything i would i would be into. guess what i saw in the in the cinema yesterday there's a local cinema here and they show old movies and everything oh go on fiver in it's great Oh, Brother, oh. Where Art Thou? Ah, oh, it's a class movie, dude. The Coen Brothers. Yeah, I was just thinking how much that had an influence on Irish singer, Irish musicians at a particular time. Uh, like, there's quite, there was quite a few folks in, in Ireland who would, like, we used to do some of their, some of their stuff. We had a band called The Lazy Band in, in Bewley's Cafe Theatre every oh. Monday for about 10 years. Yeah. And uh, we used to do a lot of their, a lot of that stuff. Really, great, great movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was an album, and uh, that 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 really um influenced a lot of people. Um, and then there was another album called Mermaid Avenue. Um, I heard that. 
Yeah, that's uh, it was Woody Guthrie's lyrics, um, and um, yeah, it was Billy Bragg did it. Um, oh, okay. With, with Wilco, there's a band. Oh wow. Wow. Oh man, if you haven't heard that, no, that's, I haven't. That really like there's uh, yeah, that so yeah, all, all of us, those two albums, those two, that kind of stuff happened around the same time, and there's this kind of Americana, old timey kind of thing that came in, that, that, which was fun. Yeah, yeah. You probably like Sun Kill Moon. He's kind of yeah. Mark Kozlak. You'd like Mark Kozlak. That's yeah. a great album. That's yeah, you'd nice like some of his yeah, stuff. I do like that one. Yeah. So right before I let you go, what are you working on at the moment? What's lined up? Give me um, the give me the rundown here. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, next big gig is I'm going to, going to be going to Pittsburgh. Um, oh, brilliant! Uh, Pittsburgh Irish Festival. Um, and oh, earlier in the year I'd stopped by Pittsburgh and I dropped into what's called the Irish Room. Um, they've got this. It's called the Cathedral of Learning. It's the it's the university there. And so uh, at the festivals, the, 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 there's people from this, the, what they call the nationality rooms. And uh, there's an Irish room. So what they did was they built this room to kind of like 6th to 12th century Irish uh, kind of like an oratory would have been back like then. Like the architecture kind of. A... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I said, oh, I'll go and I, I, I'll go. And I was like, could I sing a song, you know? <laughs> and so they organized somebody to come with a camera and stuff. So I did three songs for them. Oh, cool. So I've had two of the videos have been out already. So just before Pittsburgh now, the, the, the third and final one's going to come out. So so that was that was a fun project to do, yeah. you know, just to kind of, um, yeah, to hear what, because it's just stone and and wood, the whole room and stuff, mm. you know. So well, the acoustics must have been interesting in there. Yeah, yeah, quite lively. Pretty small room still, but but nice. Just just the right size now. Very very good. Very good. that that was the whole idea. I was like, I want to see what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I like reverb a bit uh, a bit too much now, even at home. But you know, when you're when you're in there, there's no getting rid of it. You know, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's it. Cool. And other than that, um, musically, I've a load of songs that I. There's there's a quite a few I've written that I uh, you know I'll be releasing as uh, singles I think in the next while and there's an there's an album of original I think I'm I'm ready to go back to more original stuff for the next album you know um nice. but uh yeah yeah so I think that might be the way it goes original and then we will go back and do a, another folk one you know again that okay. that's kind of the way the, the way I think it's gonna go on that front um trying to keep up anytime things like that happen again like with the with the the ship being on the ship i i went back there the following year and i sang the song the sullivan song on the deck of the ship and i made a little video with That's that so just trying to see what ideas come and then bring that to fruition you know and and yeah. to kind of bring it to its its logical conclusion kind of thing you know so that's kind of what i'm trying to do so hopefully it'll be more youtube videos but uh as well um and live streams i'm doing one every month uh so i just talk 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 shy here and <laughs> crack you know where where can yeah. people find those live streams that you're doing yeah um Actually, I've got uh, on my new on my website endoreilly.com, uh, e n d a r e i l l y dot com, um, and on there, if you just go to the live stream area, there's a, um, pretty much it's the there's a playlist. It it should have it should have the 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 one that just went, or it'll kind of have the next one lined up. But if you go to the right top corner, you can kind of scroll down through all the ones that I've done. So, okay. Um, 
they're you know they're 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 I, I get to just mess here and you know do an hour an hour and a half of live stream um and chat to people in ireland it keeps me connected with ireland as well so yeah. It's that's great, cool man yeah. uh, any yeah. i'll put all your links you want in in the description Brand. the Bandcamp, spotify anything you want just fire yeah. me, fire me an email over hopefully yeah i'm on all them things and um yeah it loads of uh on my youtube channel as well i've years worth of um recordings um yeah there's uh one you might like uh, the most popular one is is a, a version of rem's night swimming no i watched that oh you watched that yeah, yeah. it's very good yeah man. Yeah, oh, like cool. That. Yeah, that's I watched a few my... videos on, on YouTube. Yeah, it's cool. Ah, sweet, sweet. Thanks very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that's the most popular one there. So that's a great song, isn't it? Ah, yeah, love it. Such yeah, a good song, yeah. man. They had some yeah. good songs. They had some yeah. good songs. Yeah. Anyways, on that lovely note, <laughs> yes. hey, thank you very much, Ender, for doing this. I really yeah, you're very it. welcome. Thanks thank for you. asking. Yeah, and cool. um, yeah, I'm gonna check out all that stuff, and I'll put up any links you want. Just great. Yep. Send me. Anything you want, I'll put it up in the description and all that. Cool, Perfect. brother. Thank you very much. Thanks, have, Paul, a, right? have a lovely... What time is it there? It is 25 to 2. Ah, your day is kind of just starting, hey? So you're kind there of all right. Go. Mine's kind yeah. of nearly ending now. You're getting there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, brother. Yeah. Thanks very much. Okay, hopefully see you in Ireland at some point. Defo. We'll get a whiskey. Yeah. Excellent. Let's do it. Cheers, brother. Slaan. See Slaan. ya. Slaan, chip.